Hello ladies and gentlemen, my name is Potato Jeeves and welcome to the first episode of X Marks the Box. Uh, I want to thank everyone who tuned in for the pilot episode, the test episode we did a couple of weeks back uh, covering the Bethesda Roundtable. Uh, we took all your feedback and we're back and we're going to try and do this as, as a proper series now. Uh, we're going to try and do this quite regularly, uh, fortnightly or monthly or whenever we can fit time in to do it in our busy schedules. Uh, and I want to thank you all for your positive feedback with episode zero. And now we're here with the first official episode. And without further ado, here is my special guest. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Alice. And I haven't done a lot special. I mean, uh, while I'm not writing my book and trying to get my life back on track, as well as trying to move over to my flat... I've been going into Xbox Game Pass as I jumped into an Ultimate and sampled all those different games. And I've now just got addicted to Bing and Microsoft Rewards. Yeah. You're now officially an Xbox, uh, an Xbot. <laughs> A big fan. No, 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 just, yeah. So this is the first official episode of X Marks the Box. We did do a pilot episode a couple of months ago. You guys. Uh, gave us some good feedback and we're hoping to do this more regularly now uh, we, we thought we'd give it a little break and we'd bring it back just before E3 so we could do our E3 predictions but before we get to that we do have a couple of segments before that so we're just going to get on with the show and I'm hoping you guys are going to enjoy it so up first we want to talk about what we've been playing so what have you been playing Alice? I've been uh, playing a ton of games about one or two months since we last spoke. I mean, like, really long. I've been playing easy 1000 games. I played <laughs> Adverse. I played Titanfall 2. Uh, I played Mass Effect Legendary Legendary uh, Edition. All right. I've also played uh, Skyrim. And I also played... Uh, a bunch more games, which I somehow forgot the names of. <laughs> so, right. yeah, well, Titanfall Two, I've played that as well. Uh, I play because I had the FPS boost, which is uh, being added onto Xbox, where they have improved the frame rate of some older Xbox games. So I went back and played Titanfall Two. Uh, that was a lot of fun. I enjoyed that actually. It's one of those hidden gem games because when it was first released, it came out between Battlefield and Call of Duty, so no one really played it. It was like. It, it kind of missed out on a, on the publicity and the the fan feedback it deserved. I think I, I enjoyed I enjoyed uh, Titanfall two. Did, did you enjoy Titanfall two? Yeah, and we played it at the right time because as Apex Legends got more Titanfall content, they they've actually um, got a much bigger player base, and more of them are playing online. But I just went in to do the single player. So I just got other collectibles, played it on the hardest difficulty, and even beat the fastest record in the training session, and I got 1,000 gamer score. Nice. To be honest, it's not that easy. I can tell you, no, it's worth it. I, I did it on normal difficulty and then uninstalled it. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to be doing the extra hard difficulties, the type speed. <laughs> I'm too lazy for that. I'm, I'm like, there's so many good games on the on Game Pass. I'm like, right, I've done that in normal. Now let's do something else. Um, yeah, I what I've been playing is I've been playing Assassin's Creed 2 for some reason. Um, 
that's one of my favorite games of all time and it's about eight years old now uh and it's kind of sad that i've played more assassin's creed 2 this year than i have valhalla i got assassin's creed valhalla and barely played it but i have played so much assassin's creed 2 the last few weeks and for some reason it's just it's got back into my blood into my blood i just like the italian stuff and the uh, i feel like is a really good character you know the vinci apparently voiced by roger craig smith the yeah. same voice actor of something the hedgehog <laughs> see then that that's an extra bonus right there <laughs> gotta go fast <laughs> across the buildings yeah. But yeah, that's that's well, what I've, I've been playing a lot of Assassin's Creed Two this week and the last few weeks. I don't know why, I just had the urge all of a sudden to play it, and then I've I've I was like, I'll play it for like ten minutes, and I'm sure I'll put it down. And then I've literally, I'm like like halfway through the game now, like six or seven of the chapters in, and there's about twelve chapters altogether, I think. So I've become obsessed again. I don't know why the Assassin's Creed Two just clicks with me. It's like it's like comfort food. You know, you like, like a comfort food where you'll just go mm. back to it and just have that. And you, you like, instead of experimenting and trying a new game, I've come back and played Assassin's Creed 2. <laughs> I've got all the Assassin's Creeds. Uh, I've, I got, I've got Odyssey. I've got Valhalla. I've got Syndicate. I've got Rogue. I, I played this through Assassin's Creed 4 when I first got it on the PS4. But... Really, Assassin's Creed Two is the one I'll always go back to. I don't know what it is about it. It's just it's simpler. I guess they just haven't. It's like they haven't overcomplicated it yet. But added all these gadgets and gizmos and extra stuff you need to remember. It was like kind of streamlined, yeah. and I I I quite like that. I don't know what it is. It's just simple. Uh, uh well, I got Assassin's Creed Two as an Xbox Three Sixty title, and also got it on an Enzo. NCO collection as well. But yeah. I have not started that, and the only kind of gameplay I've got from the entire Assassin's Creed series is from the original Xbox 360 title. I see, yeah. the X- So, speaking of a thousand gamers score, that was the first ever game I a thousand gamers scored, was the Xbox 360 version. I'm currently playing it on the Xo uh, collection. Uh, it's, yes. It works fine. I mean, I've not noticed much of a difference between the two, but maybe I've got, like, uh, rose-tinted glasses. Like, if I went to the 360 version, maybe it would look as good, but when I'm playing the Ezio version, it looks just like I remember it, at least in my head. Uh, so, yeah, that's mainly what I've been playing. I've also dabbled in uh, Sunset Overdrive, because that's been in the news, and I thought that would be an interesting game to play. Uh, it's fun. Uh yeah, it's like it's kind of like a skate. It's like this open world game, kind of mixed with like a skateboarding kind of game, where you don't really skateboard. You just grind on stuff with your feet. It's a bit weird, but it's fun. I could see why people like it. Um, everyone says about how smooth the movement and stuff in it is, but it's not quite as smooth as like a Spider Man because it's made by Insomniac. I, I feel like they perfected it with Spider Man. I feel like they were still working the bugs out with Sunset Overdrive personally. Um, that, that that's how I feel about it anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. I can I can imagine getting like people getting their pitchforks out and they're going, "How dare you insult Sunset Overdrive? It's a classic." I'm like, I'm sorry. I just it doesn't feel as smooth as I would like it to feel. You know, it's like it does. Sometimes I'm trying to climb stuff and I'll just get stuck, uh, or it won't grind when I want it to. So it's just like little things like that. But it's still a fun game. 
So yeah, basically oh, those yeah. are the two, those are the main two games I've been playing. I also dabbled in, Ho- uh, in Hollow Knight, which is like Dark Souls two D Dark Souls slash Metroidvania. Mm. It's fun. It's probably the Dark Souls type game that I've played the most. I love Dark Souls games, but I suck at them, so I always get like two or three bosses in, and then I stop playing them because I can't. I can't get past the second or third boss because I suck. Um, <laughs> but Hollow Knight, I really got quite far into. I'm kind of a bit stuck in it now, so I can't. I've stopped playing it the last few days, but I might go back to it. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a much bigger game than I thought it was going to be because I I, lo- I love me a Metroidvania game. Oh uh, yeah, like Ori. Like I loved Ori and um, I, lo- I like Castlevania, Metroid, and all that. But the, the, uh, Shadow Complex, all those type of games. But this one seems much longer. It's a very, very long game. Whenever I think I'm close to finishing it, I open up a massive section of the map. I'm like, oh, God, okay, i got more to go. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been a little bit ranty there, I feel. But is, is there anything else you've been playing, uh, Alice? Yes. Um, I've played a bunch of games, like... As you mentioned that, I got a Xbox Live Pass Ultimate. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing a bunch of games and got a more uh, creative. So I've been playing the likes of Donut County, The Goddess oh. Between, Fractured Minds, and just dipping my fingers into a bunch of games like Control, Titanfall 2. And, and, I played, and I started playing Mass Effect Legendary Edition. I managed to put a bunch of hours in it, but I've been away and like playing with different kinds of games. Yeah. And I was thinking, I need to get back into it. But I was so, so happy that even though I haven't actually completed it yet, yeah, I was really absorbed into it. Like, it's just, I, it's a bit unfamiliar with the control interface and bits. Yeah. But now it just turns into like really fun bunch of side quests, how they managed to get the conversations and everything. And it's like, wow, it's just really good. And I yeah. spent more time in this, in that Citadel kind of thing and exploring for the side quests before I even step into an, another planet. Yeah. I, have, you played, have you played Mass Effect before, or is this new to you? Uh, it's new to me. I've oh. owned, uh, I think, a few Mass Effect games on PC and Xbox, but yeah. not before the, like... Uh, Mass Effect Legendary Edition that I have actually played them before. Oh, I see. Yeah, because I've, I've completed them on the 360, so it's a shame I can't really con- compare them with you when it comes to that. Um, but no, they're such good games. Are you, I'm assuming you're playing them in order then. Are you, are you still in Mass Effect 1? Yeah. Yeah, still, still stuck Ma- there. Still, still in one. Mass Effect 2 is the best one. If you want to, that's the one where it all gets really good. Um, but yeah, I've played the trilogy. I really enjoyed them, um, but I've not gone back to them. I will get the legendary edition, but we got with Game Pass. You get EA Play, and so it's an EA game. So I'm assuming it's going to come to EA Play in the next couple of months. So I'm just kind Maybe. of hold, I'm just holding I'm holding out for that. Really, that's what it is. And I got so much to play, but I you, think I think it's just trouble is this Mass Effect Legendary Edition is. You don't get it on Game Pass, so you have to pay about 60 quid for all three games yeah. in one package. But yeah. it's pretty much a ticket to... I mean, it gives you a couple of benefits. One, it has all those games which you can install any time, and mm-hmm. you wouldn't have to worry about 
making accounts to save games and everything plus some of the achievements are easier yeah but also especially with mass effect one it's a graphical update meaning you're getting much better textures graphics which which is good but they haven't actually improved on the animations and you still get a bit of like visual glitches with it it's not too terrible yeah but it still plays pretty damn fine yeah because mass effect one is debatable when it comes to the the, uh, gameplay the original mass effect one they they didn't really nail the cover combat yet. It was before... Mm. It was around the same time as Gears of War, but it, Gears of War did it much better. Uh, you Like, you would have cover combat, but you'd be, like, stuck to the wall, and you'd be stood up and stuff. It wasn't very smooth. Everyone says the RPG elements in the first one were much better, but the actual combat, it was always a bit buggy. So they've gone back and they fixed that from what I've heard. So I do... I am really intrigued on buying it at some point, but I'm not going to get it at full price because I've played... The original trilogy already, so I'm gonna wait you for may, it. You may even get it on the Switch. Yeah, maybe get it on the Switch. Yeah, might be worth doing that. I can't get achievements then, though. That's the issue. <laughs> and achievements. Again, it just depends whether you want to spend more hours than you could possibly get from the game for the achievements. Yeah. Or you can just like play it just for the story and just don't worry about the achievements. That that is true. Yeah. Um, yeah, and you can play it on the move as well, which is important. It, I mean, that's the main. Ooh. You can play it. Well, I mean, my, I got family in Australia. I haven't been able to see them for about two years now. But once COVID and lockdowns restricted, I will be flying over there, and that's twenty four hours on a plane. That seems like the perfect Mass Effect time to me. <laughs> if it is on the Switch, just play Mass Effect for twenty four hours. Um, <laughs> I can see it happening. <laughs> Uh, well, that's provided you get a USB-C port on the airplane, then you can play it for 24 hours. Yeah, the battery would be dead much before then, otherwise. <laughs> the, 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 the plane I always fly on always has a USB, so yeah. Um, really? Yeah, I, I've done it a couple... I've flown to Australia a couple of times. It's not, it wouldn't be my first rodeo. Um, but yeah, I mean, that is... A, I do think that a lot when it comes to gaming. I think I'm probably one of those people who doesn't really have... There's not many people who have to think about four or 24 hours of travel in because that does ha- is something I do every couple of years. So it is like, should I wait for this game to play it on a plane? Like, is this the ideal game for like a, ho- like a holiday trip, you know? Uh, like mm. Breath of the Wild and stuff was perfect for that for me. Uh, I, I, I love xCloud and stuff, what they're doing with Xbox, but you need internet for that. So, mm. uh, I mean... We've got E3 predictions in a bit, and that, that's something I'm going to be bringing up when it comes to the E3 predictions, uh, something similar to that, but I'll, I'll, there's a little bit of a tease there. I'm not going to tell you what it is until we get there. <laughs> uh, so, I've also got other bits, like, uh, I on Microsoft Awards, yeah. on May, you get, like, a 10,000 Gamerscore event, which is it, not available for everyone, but your aim is to unlock achievements to gain 10,000 extra gamer points um, in May so you can gain Microsoft points along the way as well and I thought you know what, I've just been playing the games like Tourist and Toyst and Titanfall 2 yeah. but turns out I haven't activated the challenge so I activated it and went into Game Pass to sample games like 
what remains of Edith Finch, Doom 64, Some great games. Uh, NL94, which is the EA uh, uh, play game. All right. And also got their Little Acre and Undertale. But I've also bought a bunch of games in the Xbox store, mainly with discounts. So I played the likes <laughs> of Energy Cycle, Red Death, Pity Pit, Cubot, Delta Squad, <laughs> Adverse, and I think that's about it. I mean, and I just went on and used my PayPal to get Pac Man, Miss wow. Pac Man, and I also played Enter the Gungeon from Game Pass. So not not, <laughs> not many games then. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I've noticed. I still managed. Yeah, I still managed to complete the ten thousand uh, gamer score and just completed the challenge. No, but fair now enough. I'm just like really addicted to uh, Microsoft Awards, meaning mm. I can go to do the challenges, get more points, and hopefully use them to go towards uh, a much more colourful controller than the black one I got from the Xbox Series Xbox. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I've got the uh, volt. I've got the electric voltage uh, controller. Uh, at the moment, that's the one I'm currently using. It's like it's like a greeny yellow color, kind of similar to our logo. Um, yeah, so I've I've actually got the, the electric Volt controller. That's what I bought as well with with Microsoft points. It's a really so good how system. How you find it at the moment? It's great. I mean, it's the same as as the other controller. It just looks nicer. Uh, it's a lot of. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it though. It's very pretty. It stands out. Um, it's bold, basically. I, I like the way it's so like. It's just so bright; it stands out. I love me some neon stuff, uh, but yeah, I, I'm obsessed with Microsoft Awards as well. But yeah, I noticed that because on Xbox it tells you how many achievements your friends have got. So there was one month I had about five thousand gamer score over the month. And I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. I was like top of my list. But then I checked yours this month, and yours is ridiculous. It's like eleven thousand gamer score or something like that. I'm like, bloody hell. How have we done that? But there's a couple of games you can get. As you, the ones you listed, I've played some of those. So, like, uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, I've played. Uh, yes. Donut County. I find that. Did, yeah, did, did I re- you. Yeah, really. You, sorry. I really found that the What Remains of Edith Finch to be uh, a really enjoyable experience. It's yeah. more of a walking simulator. It just gets weird, but I certainly enjoyed it. It's a very and strange game. Be- yeah, and Doom 64, because of the password system, yeah, many people, especially myself, would like use them to get through the game and get all the achievements. Yeah. But it just plays like Doom 1, only with much fancier graphics. So, yeah, it's yeah. just really interesting. A fa- fancy graphics in the Nintendo 64 era type of fancy graphics. <laughs> they're, not, they're, not, they're not that amazing. Uh, yeah, I've done Doom 64 as well. I was going to say, with um, Donut County, did you manage to get all the achievements? Because I had a couple of glitched achievements with that one. I, I went over it multiple oh, really? times. Yeah, there was this achievement where you got to keep pushing the A button to get a duck to quack. You got to make it quack a hundred times in a conversation, and it just never popped. No matter how many times I made the duck crack, it just wouldn't pop the achievement. Uh, so I th- got that. Yeah, it glitched. I don't know what. Maybe I'll re-download it and see if I can get that achievement. It glitched out on me you when should. I tried to do it. Um, you should. Yeah. Uh, because when the one of the first things I did in the game is that I need to check if there's any easy achievements. So I then I found the crack button. So. I, keep doing that on the messenger thing no nah, not so much but then the next time i've been using the mobile 
phone, yeah. I've been using crack button and then pop achievement. Yeah. It's a very strange game, but Donut Donut Country is or County. It's a very good game. It's a it's a lot of fun. It's very silly. It's like for people yeah. who haven't played it, you you basically you control a hole on the floor and you try to make everything fall into the hole. And the more stuff that falls into it, the bigger the hole gets. It's kind of like a reverse Katamari. To, to, yes. You just want to destroy everything, essentially. Mm. It's a lot of fun. Uh, you play a raccoon for some reason who has this ability to make holes in the ground. It's very odd, but it's a fun mm. game. Uh, yeah, as I said, I had one achievement that glitched out on me. Apart from that, I would have 100 percented that one. So yeah, I mean, yeah. you've been real achievement hunting because a lot of the games you listed, I'm like, yep, that's an easier thousand points. That's an easier thousand points. <laughs> like fra- <laughs> like fractured minds. I did that in a lunch break. It literally, I I have a half hour lunch in work. I literally went on my Xbox, played fractured mind, literally got a thousand game score. In literally 15, 20 minutes is pretty straightforward. Um, yeah. Yeah, probably the easiest game to score you can get on uh, Game Pass, or at least it was. I think I think it's gone off Game Pass now. I think. I think so actually, because uh, I've been buying games like Energy Cycle. You go in, and as long as you look at the solution for the puzzles, you complete twenty-eight levels, yeah. and you just like get all the thousand gaming score. So I'm not... I spent five months working on holes. Got hundred over hundred levels. I got an iOS device, and I thought oh, it's not going to be good. But then games like Energy Cycle, Red Dev, and Pity Pit, where you just spend only like thirteen minutes to an hour to play those very small games, you yeah. get one thousand gamer score. Yeah, like you were saying about holes on iOS. Uh, I mean, obviously, yes. our, our listeners wouldn't know what you're referring to there. So, so we we both did games design in university, didn't we? So, uh, would yes. you like to explain that to the, the listeners? It's pretty simple. All you have to do is like use both thumbs to control the cat on the board, and fill up all the holes, and then you complete the level. Yeah. So basically, it's it's like you just figure out how to complete the board, and then you do that for the rest of the levels. It's not on the iOS store anymore because I couldn't buy the the yearly uh, subscription to keep it on the store. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, it's just the only time when I actually released a game, and sadly, yeah. not so many people have played it. Yeah, it, that is the problem with indie development. It, like, you need to kind of have a little bit of luck when it comes to it coming out and the right timing. I. Because I would love to release a game, release one of the games I made in university, but it's just mm. I never had the luck or the timing behind it. It's maybe something I want to go back to uh, in the next couple of months or so. It would be great to make a new game, but yeah. Well, I, I think the problem is that we're dealing with a saturated market. Like when yeah. it comes to games, in which you can get into the marketplace, my Xbox and Nintendo Switch allows more games to be made even if they're crap or not. It's true. But, but the truth is, because of that, it's a saturated market. So the as I was like with Final Fantasy Launchpad and speaking with some of the game industry veterans, mm-hmm. he said that it ninety two percent of the time your game would mostly get ignored because therefore you really have to be able to blend genres, try to make some really interesting gameplay and really capture the hearts of everyone. 
online because the other indie developers are doing the passion projects and getting them out there, which means they're not going to be able to hear about it. Because yeah. when I was building holes, it's more of a passion project because when I went in and talked about the developers, like, oh, it turns out you had to use something else than like sticking ads between levels because that way you can take advantage of those transactions. Yeah. And it's just those sort of things where, well, it's a community that really helps. Like if you get in the community engaged in the game's development, then not only they, they will know more about the game, but you also build a much better game. And I think that's what it matters. And that's why the games like Warframe, like they use a community. Yeah. So therefore they improved the game so much that it's now it became a much better game since 2013 when it mm. first released. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean, it reminds me a lot of doing YouTube. I mean, I've been doing YouTube for about 10 years and you don't know what stuff's going to hit or not. Like, I'll release videos and I'll be like, this is going to get loads of views and then I'll put it up and it'll get five views and that's it. And then I'll put other videos up. Like, no one's going to watch this. No one's going to care about this. And it'll be like 50,000 views or something ridiculous like that. It's like, it's very difficult to gauge where where stuff is going. Uh, I mean, we have analytics and stuff. You can look at viewer mm. uh, viewer trends, and you can do Google trends and stuff. You can look at what what's trended at the moment. But a lot of the time, it is being in the right place at the right time, and maybe knowing yeah, the right exactly. people. Like, it's very difficult. I mean, I've like I as I said, I I did game design as well, and I tried to get my game out there, and it just didn't work. Mm. I, 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 was, I think the truth of matter. I think the truth of matter is that. If we can, like, reach out to all those people here, like, if they're thinking about doing games development or they want to contribute to games development, then let us know and we can, like, figure out on how we can set up a community group, especially on Discord or, like, what we can do to bring uh, Potatoes Game across because Kidnap the Princess is a really interesting idea. It's just somehow has been incredibly overlooked but yeah. we can actually make it better get it on xbox like how about this is a big challenge like if we can get all together just talk about like how we can build this game get it on the xbox store using the the one of the microsoft's development tools mm-hmm. and then once we get on game pass and have an easy 1,000 gamer score, <laughs> then at least we have achieved a thing. Yeah. Just make this happen. I mean, yeah, so Kidnap the Princess was the game I made in university. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I would love to release Kidnap the Princess as a full game. Uh, it would need a bit of polish, because it's on an older software, it's on, like, on the original Game, game Maker. Maker yeah, yeah, Game Maker. Yeah. So I'd have to basically rebuild it in Unity. But... It would be mm. something I would love to do. Uh, that is something I've been thinking of doing, to be honest. But it's just trying to get... Obviously, I work full-time, and I try and do YouTube as well on top of that. So it is trying to get the time together to do it. But that is something I would love to do. Uh, if you guys, but, if any of you are like fellow games developers or anything like that, just let me know in the comments below, and uh, I would love to help you out. And you, if you can help me out, you know, scratch your back, and I'll scratch mine, scratch mine, all this stuff. I, that makes no you sense. Do, <laughs> what I you said do have a sense. Discord, 
You do have a Discord we server do. as well for your... Yeah, that's right. The YouTube channel... Do it. it is, yeah. So there is a Discord uh, channel for the YouTube. It's in the link in the description. So feel free to join us. We uh, have lively discussions, usually about video games and wrestling. But yeah... Uh, we kind of got a little bit off topic here, but yes. <laughs> uh, if anyway, I would love to get back into games design. That is something that I would love to do. Uh, so, is there anything, any other games that you've been playing? Yeah, uh, apart from like dipping my fingers into everything, I played into this game called Tell Me Why. It's oh. on Game Pass, but this month, because of the Pride Month and to be able to help spread the trends around, mm-hmm. the developer of this game have released it on the Microsoft Store and Steam entirely for free for just a single month. So if you download if you go on Steam on Xbox and you buy this game, you own it for forever, even if the promotion ended. So I just went in and played the first chapter of it. Really yeah. easy achievements. Some of them are like incredibly hidden unless you use a solution or you're just really smart to figure them out. But yeah. it, a, it provided one of the really good experiences on trans stuff. Like, one of the characters is like a trans man, and he just goes back to the old house and explores about his childhood, yeah. his struggles, and how it deals with those things. So it's just pretty much like rites of passage stuff, where yeah. both of the characters like go through this town and find out clues about what's really happened and trying to discover their lost memories and this strange mystery. I can believe that the first chapter, without going to to any spoilers, but I really enjoyed it and I'm hoping to do chapters two and three. But it's definitely something that I have in mind. Yeah, I mean uh, I have, I've downloaded Tell Me Why. I haven't got around to playing it yet, but I, I believe it's made by the same people who made Life is Strange, which is a very popular game. It's a, it's yeah. a, it's a story-based game. It came out... It's exclusive to Xbox. It came out late last year around the same time as Battletoads and Flight Simulator. For some reason, Xbox has an issue of not releasing games and then releasing free at once. They literally release free games in like a week, a week span of each other. Um, but yeah... Uh, I've heard great things about Tell Me Why, and I will have to play that. Uh, maybe we make that into a future book club vi- uh, game at some point. Uh, I, I think that I would recommend uh, like getting people to play it now, because yeah. cause not only it's going to be free, whether you're on Game Pass or not, but it also only takes about less than 10 hours to complete the whole game for an easy 1,500 gamer points. Nice. Oh yeah, that, uh, well, I'm in for that. <laughs> to 1,500 gamer score. Uh, yeah, I mean, as I said, Xbox exclusive. We need to support Microsoft more. Play their exclusive game. So yeah, I'm I'm in. I, I'm going to try and play it when I get some chance. When I get got a couple of days off now, uh, off work, so I might play it in the next few days when I get some chance. So yeah, tell oh, yeah. me, tell me why it is. As I said, it's made by the same people who made Life is Strange, and Life is Strange is supposed to be very good as well. So. I need to. I haven't played Life is Strange, by the way, but I've heard it's good. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, it's something I need to go back to. The only real story type game I've played like that is The Walking Dead season one. Uh, I will need to go and try that. Uh, I've heard it's good, so I. That's oh fair yeah. Enough. 
Um, I completed what The Walking Dead season one about a month or two since I got the first Xbox One, which is a Halo Five edition. Oh, nice! So I completed that, but I've also completed seasons one and two on the PlayStation. But I haven't even got around to do the future seasons. Yeah, I think it's just like, uh, it's the same kind of thing, and I. I think, I think the season one is by far like has a much better story and yeah. all those. I mean, the Walking Dead game is similar to the TV show. It peaked in season one and it's just gone downhill since. Uh, I got the platinum for it on PlayStation Four, so uh, yeah, yeah, uh, easiest platinum I've ever earned. So there you go, and uh, probably an easy one. I imagine it's an easy one thousand gamer score as well. You just play through the game and you get all the achievements. It's brilliant. So, yeah, I mean, that's what yeah. we've been playing. So now we're going to get on to our E3 predictions for E3 2021. Mainly going to be the Xbox and Bethesda showcase, I'd imagine, because we're an Xbox podcast, but we will maybe have some Nintendo predictions in here. Maybe some Ubisoft ones. I, I'm not really sure. Do you have any of those in your ones, Alex? Yes. You do? Good. Okay. I have a couple, but the majority of mine are Xbox-related. Um, so we both come up with five predictions each, and to make it more fun, we're kind of gonna go a bit crazier with it than normal. Because if we just said Halo will be shown, or Forza Five, Forza Horizon Five is in Mexico and it'll be shown and it's coming out this year, which has been rumored, it's not really that fun, is it? Let's be fair. So we're gonna try and go with some more fun and crazy predictions, stuff that's not even been rumored. Uh, I've done a video late, earlier this week saying craziest E3 predictions I've heard, so. And there might be a little bit of overlap because a couple of the ones kind of are in that video, but I'm going to try and come up with some new stuff um, for the majority of it. Um, mm. So, without further ado, what is your first prediction, Alice? It, my first prediction is Xbox Design Labs will return Ooh. with the Xbox Series X controllers. Oh. This one has been like postponed or apparently shut down temporarily on October last year or was it September yeah. but they, Microsoft have said that they will be like reopening the design labs so they can like bring new designs for the Xbox new controllers to be honest I feel it's about time they would bring this back possibly doing E3 because I think we're pretty much like missing out on I mean there's definitely like we got some new design ideas for those new controllers and I think we definitely need to have different colors like trans colors the yeah. rainbow colors on it just to like get these controllers out for the Xbox Series X plus those controllers are like really nice yeah I mean I've as I said earlier I've got the Volt electric Volt controller but they they you know yeah they've only got about six or seven different designs at the moment still like four or five more designs than PlayStation 5's got but <laughs> uh, the, the design labs is, you know I think that's actually going to happen I, maybe maybe not announced at E3 but I I'm seeing the uh, that's coming back there's got to be design labs has got to come back at some point it, it's such a good feature of Xbox yeah I see that and it's taking some and it's taking some time for it to return. Like, if you go to the Xbox store and you see Design Labs, you can get it for free. But I won't click on it because I think they may have intentionally made it free just to say, oh, we're completely closed down. So buying it means you get nothing. So nothing happened. Yeah. 
No, I agree with that. I see that happening. That's totally happening. I mean, I've just bought the electric vault, so I don't know what, uh, like, what color would I want now? I'm like, ah, uh, what, what color would I want? Maybe like a Master Chief design? That'd be pretty sweet. Uh, yeah. I don't know what I would want. I mean, I really like the one I got, but I probably would buy another controller if the design lad opened up. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I think that's happening. That's, I, I don't think that's that wild of a prediction. I think that's going to happen. I, I can see it happening. Well, I'm interested in the Daystrike camo, which is the red and black Xbox control. Oh, so that, that one one's nice. really interesting. I can go for that. But I'm holding off on buying it because I need to reserve some money for buying furniture and getting a study room in and my food. new flat. <laughs> so, therefore, I have to sort all this out and just wait until I can set it in with my Xbox and get a controller. How dare you buy, buy important things for your house instead of an Xbox controller? <laughs> How dare you? Mm. <laughs> Buying food and, and a sofa? What? what? <laughs> Paying for electricity and rent? <laughs> Madness. Well, not only that, I'm just going to end up with 10 megabits of broadband. Oof. And, and also... As I just go into the flat, I've been spending more time dealing with my flat than doing the whiting and doing yeah. the plane. And I think it's something I have to work on because that way I can like live away from my parents, work on my actual work. Yeah. And once I get fully settled, I can like do more games, but I may end up having to read more books. <gasps> so that's a bit of a something that I may have to be uh, prepared for. Because books. the thing is, living in a flat and when you have to pay for your own bills and everything, it, well, definitely not the most fun. No. So you ha- you really have to deal with all these costs so you can like fit in my Xbox Series X into the TV stand. Yeah. No, I get that. So, I mean, Design Labs is... A- yeah. I, mean, I would say Design Labs, I think that's a good prediction. Uh, we definitely. Mm. I mean, hopefully, we'll come back next week or the week after. We can go over these predictions and see how many of them we actually got right. I'm imagining I'm going to get zero because mine, mine are a bit crazy. Do you want to hear my first one? Yeah, and I think, I think we should really have a bingo and post it on your Twitter though. Oh, that would be think? good. Yes, we, we will. Yeah. <laughs> we will do that. I mean, these are nuts, so they're not going to happen. So it's going to be a blank oh, yeah. zero. They're going to be a blank zero. Maybe I'll put some uh, some softballs ones in there, like uh, Battlefield Six coming to Game Pass or Starfield being revealed. I'll put some easy ones in there that are probably going to happen. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, so my first one is we're going to get a brand new game revealed. It's part of a legendary series from Rare. We are going to get Banjo Free E, and it's coming this year. Yes, that's it. We're getting a new Banjo Kazooie. Ban- Banjo Free E is happening. The, uh, Xbox is dying to get some uh, family friendly content onto Game Pass. Uh, Banjo is their best, probably their best family friendly franchise they own under their umbrella. Uh, yeah, I mean, why not? Why not? Let's just do it. Just get it. Make it happen. It's, it's popular. Smash Brothers have, have basically brought back Banjo into the consciousness. I feel like after Banjo went into Smash, I feel like Xbox must have seen that and development must have started for Banjo Free. It might not be ready yet, but I think it's going to happen. It's got to, surely. I mean, I love a new Conquer. That would also be great, but I think we're going to get a new Banjo first. 
Banjo Free E, well, even though Nuts and Bolts is technically Banjo Free E, but still. <laughs> well, that would be uh, Banjo Four Whore. Four Whore. Four Whore. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so no. It's spelled with four because we don't want to have it as Mother Four. It would be Four Whore. Four Whore. <laughs> Not Hordor. 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 Um, yeah so yeah um, why isn't there a new banjo why is this taking so long for for Microsoft to do this everyone wants it just do it I mean I love Western Uh, Up because where we'd rather work on Kinect titles and Sea of Thieves yeah and Everwild whatever that that is not only that when when you have Conquer and Banjo notice there are different teams working on those games they used to hate each other (sighs) Ooh, didn't know that. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah, it's the, like yeah, that's that's why because when you have one Red has been working on Banjo Kazooie, another team has been working on Conquer and like made it like have some different elements to it. They even the developers have even like released a video series once of them playing the whole game. But it used to be like not pleased with the other banjo team. So yeah. it's just like having some kind of like bit of wild for you with them i mean xbox has so many teams though they could get someone else to make it surely like a compulsion games from my happy for a few maybe they can make a new bo- a banjo uh double fine like, is the one everyone says but tim tim schaefer already says he doesn't want to do that or uh get um the coalition to make it between gears of war games let's have a banjo kazooie game from the coalition <laughs> that's like how the they managed to get Snagged a bunch of developers to build a new Battletoads game. Exactly, yeah. I mean, or, or lend it out to an indie developer. I'm sure someone would take it. I mean, the, the people pe- didn't like the new art style of that Battletoads game. I enjoyed so it. So that's I, a risk. I enjoyed that. I enjoy- it wasn't the best game I've ever played or anything, but it was fun. I thought it was fun enough. Mm. Uh, it was pretty straightforward, pretty basic, but it, it, it did the job. I mean, Battletoads, come on now. It's not that much of a legend. It's like. Pop, it's like um, a, a cultural thing like it's a cultural phenomenon people know of Battletoads but it was never a good game I'm sorry but it wasn't the original Battletoads was awful <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry but it's a, it's, a, it's a dark truth we gotta admit to so uh, yeah my second my first prediction was Banjo 3E uh, likelihood of it happening I would say a I don't know. It might happen. It's probably my most likely prediction out of everything I got here, actually. So we'll. we'll... If, if it could fly. Yeah, I think it could happen. I'm hoping it'll happen. But what's your second prediction then, Alice? Um, there will be exclusive uh, content for Xbox from the series called Ruby. Ah. So there will okay. be like having exclusive games and there's exclusive wallpapers and stuff for it and probably exclusive controllers but then that's just like asking for so much because with Rooster Teeth next yeah. month there will be RTX not only they will be have hosting the panel about the show Ruby yeah. but within the next few days they will have a panel called Ruby Beyond and that's they will be talking about partnerships products mm. and everything and that's where they will be talking about the game called which is being worked on with WayForward and some other comp- uh, Arc System work. 
Max, who's responsible for Guilty Gear and Dragon Ball Fighter C. Oh, wow. So these are just a hints of what they're doing with Ruby. I mean, but they yeah. may uh, announce something else to go with it. So, so I don't know if it means they will be discussing Xbox exclusivity. But then that's just a bit the long shot because when you think of Rooster Teeth, you, you think, think of, of Xbox. those who've actually. Yeah, they just been working with the Xbox game called Halo for Wednesday. Never heard of it. Like, Never heard of Halo. What, what's that? <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. Uh, I think that's not on that. That I mean, hmm. maybe it's a bit of a, a bit of a stretch, but I could see that. I mean, Rooster Teeth are tied with Xbox. I mean, that was Red versus Blue was what started Rooster Teeth as a as a company. So Ruby, I mean, yeah, I mean, a bit random, but I, I could, do, I could see it happening. Why not? Why not? But, but bear in mind that Red versus Blue recently hosted a episode that's done in Unreal Engine, so they had Ooh. Fortnite stuff into their episode, and they also done uh, a Machinima hosted in Fortnite for the Neon Kabuni uh, series on Rooster Teeth. So. Mm. I mean, they're more likely to be exploring different franchises and even have exclusivity for, like, the Nintendo Switch and the PlayStation. I'm sure that Rusty has the guts to do that when yeah. they could get away with some really good Xbox exclusivity deals. But then, I don't know. It's just... I'm just uh, thinking more about Ruby Beyond panel from RTX than with E3, so... Yeah. So, I mean, it's not really a free yeah. prediction. It's more of an RTX prediction. Um, yeah. But no, fine. no. I mean, I, I could see it. I mean, I, that's a bit of a stretch, but I, I could see it happening. I mean, as you said, Ruby. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't really follow Ruby too much, to be perfectly honest. I, I do know it's a Rooster Teeth show. And Rooster Teeth, I do... When I think of Rooster Teeth, I think of Xbox. I mean, you, you mentioned all that stuff. They also advertised... When Blood Gulch came to Fortnite, they had the Rooster Teeth original Red vs. Blue cast there, like Sarge and stuff, talking about it. So Red vs. Blue Halo is still known in the in the industry. So I, I could see it happening, yeah. I mean, maybe I could see a bit more of a Red vs. Blue kind of crossover with Xbox, but that would just be Halo, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> so we're bringing a red versus blue game out. You mean you mean Halo? Oh yeah, oh yeah, my bad. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, no, I could see that happening. That's not that's that's a bit crazy, but not that crazy. I've I've, I've heard crazier things. That's I never I've ne that never even occurred to me. But that would be a really interesting collaboration there. Uh, or they could just betray us and go on PS Five and just sell out. I'm like oof betray oh. uh, it'd be like a dagger to my heart why would you do this why would you do this Rooster Teeth <laughs> yeah what's up with the Playstation 5 it doesn't even fit under my blooming bl TV <laughs> yeah you need to, yeah it's it's pretty big I'm, I'm waiting for the Slim and then I'll get it when, it, when, when the Slim yes. version comes out and when games become reasonable price because they're overpriced at the moment but that and and not only that stock issues and everything yeah but Apparently, one person has managed to take the innards out of the PlayStation Five and fit it within the wooden case. So they just put it in and like have some wood and some carbon fiber and just turn it into a much nicer console to put under the TV. So I thought, wow, that's oh. cool. 
this comes from the same guy who put uh, the PlayStation 5 into its bronze casing. Mm. Interesting. I mean, speaking of new console designs, that kind of ties into my second prediction. Do you want to hear it? Oh, yeah. This is a wacky one. So we... When I, we were talking earlier about how I like the Switch and how I like how it's portable and how I take it on flights with me. Uh, my prediction is we will see either the Xbox Series P or the Series C for Charlie. Uh, the Series P is the Xbox Series Portable, which looks like a Switch or a PlayStation Vita. Uh, but mainly it's going to stream... Game Pass games, Game Cloud games. So it's just, just a tablet with controllers on the side of it. Maybe it natively plays Xbox One games or like lower level series games. Uh, that would be my ideal dream for this. Uh, and the Series C would be this Xbox Series like Chromecast, Xbox Series Cast, where essentially it's like a Chromecast. It's like a USB stick you stick in the back of your TV and you just stream, you just stream games straight to your television. So it's essentially the same. So it's all down to xCloud. At xCloud, you can stream games. So I'm thinking they want to expand on that. They've brought it to iOS. They've brought it to Android. They want to bring it to the Switch. I mean, spoilers for a later prediction. Uh, so I think maybe they might be thinking of making their own little handheld device that streams games to, or a stick that streams games to the TV uh, for people who don't kinda... want to get Xbox. Yeah, I think it just kind of plays as if, like, with Xbox being the competitor to the Switch and the Google Stadia. Yeah. That, that's pretty much what I'm thinking, is that they want to keep branching out and compete with Switch and Stadia. That's kind of what my logic is. I think I think this is something that might happen. I think it's way too soon. I mean, this might be E3 2022, 2023, but I thought, why not? I'll go for it. <laughs> I think I'm so interested for these ideas, because... I think it's about time. Well, I think it's just taking some time for Microsoft to come up with their own portable device. Yeah. But for it to be the like the tablet to go with the Project X Cloud. Yeah. Like they seem to only get it with Android and having some issues with iOS. But for Microsoft to come up with a a tablet kindish system that allows to play X Cloud games on it, I yeah. mean that is possible. Just yeah. like how they approached with. Microsoft Surface Pro and the uh, Windows phones, which exactly. Windows phones, not so good, but Surface Pro pretty much for premium towards the def- like some like serious professionals. Yeah. But having something like that is good. But it also when you mention like Xbox Series P, I think it just kind of becomes a buffer butter of the joke. So yeah. It's like this. Well, you heard of Nintendo Wii? Now get ready for. Xbox P. <laughs> I mean, it would just be the XSP instead of the PSP, wouldn't it? It'd be, that's what it would be, the XSP, the Xbox Series P. Uh, I mean, I was trying to think of, like, I was thinking uh, S for, like, uh, the stick, but then we already have the Series S. So yeah, what, whatever exactly. letters would it be? <laughs> like the V? <laughs> the Series V? Like the Xbox How Series about- Vita? <laughs> How about Xbox Series T for TV? Ooh, that's better than C. I like that. That's that's clever. I see this. You should be in marketing. You should be in marketing. Or the Xbox Series TV. 
just yeah, it's just two letters. Yeah, two letters instead of one, just make it even more complicated. Team Xbox T. T. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, that's so, crazy prediction. Yeah, I think. Just, would you? I would buy that. Like you could, they could just make because you could buy like an Android or like a Fire for uh, a Fire tablet for like fifty, sixty quid now. Just get one of those, attach some Xbox controllers to the side of it, and then that's your streaming device. You're done. Like you could, li- or you could even get like a smaller screen, so one that's like the size of like a phone, and just have controllers attached to the side of it. I think that would be yeah. uh, ideal because I love. I love the idea of xCloud, but it's the fact that I have to bring an extra set of controllers with me and I have to set it up. But it's like, if I could just have a portable device that's just for xCloud, I would love that. I would play it all the time. That would be ideal for me. Yeah, that's why. um, Because when I was looking on the Xbox store and I noticed that they sell a... I don't know if I can find it. It's called a Razer Kishi for Android. And yeah. that allows you to put a mobile phone into a Switch-like controller. Yeah, they're like 100 quid, though, just for the Kishi, which is like, what? I, I want yeah. one, but I'm not willing to pay 100 quid for it. I've got one of those, I've got one of those ones that you attach it to your phone. It's hard to explain, but it's like a plastic like, clip that comes out of the top, and you stick the phone in top of the clip, on top of the Xbox. It just looks ugly as hell, and it's not very convenient. <laughs> mm. uh, but yeah, I've got an old Xbox One controller in, and I got an old tablet just to play uh, to play XCloud on, which I love XCloud. I think it's a great idea, but I think a device just for XCloud would be so much cooler. I would love that. Um, and they have yet to work on the connection thing because I found it was really good. Like you, I got an iPad and I got a DualShock Four, which I can turn it into a remote play for the xbox and i thought yeah. yeah this is really good and i can do that but the problem is like you need to get a stable internet connection from both the xbox that leads over to the uh my ipad yeah because quite often it just like scrambles up and it gets worse when you're playing a multiplayer game oh but yeah apart from that it's just like really good i mean when when uh 5g is a bit more ubiquitous i think it'll be a much better thing to have I don't think yeah. we're quite there yet, whereas everyone's going to be wanting to stream games. That's why I think this is more like a 2022, 2023 kind of thing. But I do think it is something that they will want to do at some point. Maybe not the handheld device, because they're, kind of, they're using phones. and Especially if they bring it to Switch, then they've kind of already got that covered. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, that that would be... that That's my second prediction. Uh, I was I did have Game Pass coming to Switch as one of my later predictions, but I kind of feel like we kind of covered that, so I'm going to change that. I've got another prediction lined up for that, so we will uh, cover that when we get to it. What What is your third prediction? Uh, you know that game called, if I pronounced it correctly, Avowed. Is you know the one Av- that's by Avowed. Game? Avowed, yeah. yes. Uh, Avowed is Elder Scrolls Six. You see that game that has been done by Obsidian Entertainment. Apparently, it is an Elder Scrolls 6. Otherwise, Ooh. it will still be a Founded, which happens to be the next Elder Scrolls 6. Something that you have developed and released. And something that Bethesda hasn't got time to do that and been working on Starlink instead. Ah. So. 
Hmm. Okay. Well, a star, a star field. Uh, Starlink's a different game. Uh, oh, it's Star Field. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, Avowed. That's a t- that's a tricky one because they've already said it takes place in the Pillars of Eternity se- in the Pillars of Eternity world, not the uh, Skyrim oh, um... universe. But I wouldn't surprise me if they just pulled this like pulled a U-turn. It's like Elder Scrolls Six Avowed instead of Skyrim or whatever. Maybe it's like a spin-off game. Mm. You don't know. That could work. Um, yeah, I mean, there's rumours that they're bringing out uh, Outer, uh, Outer Worlds 2. Uh, but, I mean, I, this kind of ties into my third prediction, because what you just said was that Bethesda doesn't have time to make Elder Scrolls 6. That's what you were saying, right? Because so instead... so yeah, they're think, making Star, Star means... Field. See, I'm saying Star Bloody Link now. Starfield. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's just it's just for that it's just for that reason that they say, oh, go that we should use all that money for all that pocket money saved into the jar for Elder Scrolls Six to go into a founded because that's pretty much what you're basically getting for that game. Yeah, I mean that's fair, uh, but also so the, as I said, it kind of ties into my third prediction because I feel that Obsidian might be making Fallout New Vegas too. Because Fallout is not being made at the time because they're focusing on Starfield. It's kind of the same prediction, just slightly different. Because there's rumours that there's a Fallout game in development. Because uh, one of the... I've, I've mentioned this in my Weird Predictions video. Uh, that there is apparently a Fallout in production. So one of the CEOs in Xbox just slipped up and said, Oh, we're currently making Forza, we're currently making Fallout, and we're currently making Halo. Uh, so why would you say you're making Fallout unless you're making Fallout? So I feel we might see Fallout New Vegas 2 or Fallout New something else. New Mexico? Uh, new mm. New New York? <laughs> Two news. Mm. New New York. <laughs> <laughs> I, so, I mean, like, yeah, Obsidian, they've got multiple teams. Uh, the rumor is it's Outer Worlds too, but maybe it's not. Maybe it is a, a new Fallout or a new Elder Scrolls. I mean, or as you said, Avowed might be a new Elder Scrolls. Just they've just given it a different, like a different name, just to throw us off. I mean, it looks like it looks like an Elder Scrolls game. To be fair, it does look a lot like Skyrim, so I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, it's a bold prediction, but I I like it. I like it. So I mean. W- um, but what what if the the outer worlds is set in the Skyrim universe what? where all of the people who've been in those space stations and everything they decide to go over to uh, I think it's Tamriel for them to yeah. explore and just like collecting all those samples and everything to do their own research on it. That would be, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that blow my mind a little bit. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think Obsidian is the most exciting part they're in. Apart from maybe Bethesda, I'd say they're the most exciting part there with Xbox because we don't really know that we know they're making stuff and they, yeah, Avowed looks great. If it's a new Elder Scrolls game, that would be amazing. I mean, even if it's not an Elder Scrolls game, it kind of is in, in its own way, just not called Elder Scrolls. <laughs> It's kind of its own, it's its own thing, but yeah. Uh, if they're making a new Fallout, if they're making a new Outer Worlds, I'm totally there for it. Uh, yeah, I mean, so we can't. So I I kind of put it in in your prediction by adding it to my prediction. So that's my third prediction: is Fallout's coming? You think 
Avowed is actually Elder Scrolls, which would be a massive twist. So, yeah, we got you. Mm-hmm. We got you. It's actually Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Could you imagine that? That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Uh, so, so what's your fourth prediction? Because I've kind of, I stole your, I kind of jumped in on your third prediction and turned it into my third prediction as well. So, Fallout or Fall Fallout or New Elder Scrolls coming from Obsidian. We're calling it now, people. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, my fourth prediction is Halo of some form will be built in Unreal Engine 5. Ooh. Okay. So, you know this, like, Halo Infinite, yeah. where they have development struggles? Yeah. They, the headset 343 may have decided to build a game in Unreal Engine 5 so they can take advantage of its new technology. I mean, they've built... So, They've built the new Halo with the slip, sta- uh, slip, slip, sta- slip, space engine. So, but maybe, maybe it's something they've. They, it wouldn't surprise me because they did seem to be having issues with the slip space engine. That maybe they have shipped over to uh, Unreal, or they've added something from, or maybe like maybe the multiplayer is in Unreal and the slip space is just for the single player. I don't know. That wouldn't. That don't sound too wild. I mean, Unreal Five does look incredible. Uh, yes, I mean uh, the coalition. They're saying their next game is going to be in Unreal Five. Hellblade Two is going to be in Unreal Five. So I mean, it's already happening. So I could see that happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's the truth because with games, building the games engine is never easy because you have to go through into the nitty gritty. You have to build the tools. You have to build the code, and you have to make sure that you got everything done. Because when I was like in a course once and I have to work for the PlayStation Dev Kit, the tools are not well documented. It it was really hard to make the effects in, and and, and that's the thing. Because if you don't have the right kind of programmers to even like build the tools or build all the assets and everything ready to pull it over then you're just going to end up with a development engine that you don't really like so you can either go for that or you're building one or two most popular engines being unity which is versatile and everything or you go with unreal engine 5 even so you still have the add-ons like uh i think it's like quicks so autodext elements or some sort like that but you definitely get tools where it speeds up your game development process and have all those 3D models already made. So it just seems like it's just like as if it's, it's easier for you to go into Unreal Engine yeah. or Unity than having to build your own games engine. So I think this is pretty much like a future for all the games companies, especially with uh, developers under Microsoft Studios. I think the one benefit with uh, custom engines is that you can be able to flex it to whichever game you're thinking of. Yeah. I mean, Microsoft now owns id Tech as well and the creation engine from uh, Fallout and stuff as well. So that is interesting. That there's a lot of game engine. Xbox has a lot of uh, a lot of choice there when it comes to the game development. Uh, I would really be interested to see maybe them taking up a new uh, taking up a new engine. It would be intriguing to me. It's not the first time that Halo will be in uh, Unreal. Uh, it's not the first time that 
Halo will be in the Unreal Engine if it did happen. They could have Halo Infinite transferred over there, or they have a Halo spin-off in the Unreal Engine. But there's certainly one time that happened, and that's with Red vs. Blue Zero. They, they um, rendered it in Unreal Engine 5 using their own tools, instead of Xbox game of some sort. And they basically they just brought it over to do action sequences as well as like puppetry, all done in the Unreal Engine 5 for the more seamless experience. And they've also used the Unreal Engine for several projects, including the latest Ruby Chibi episodes. I think they used it for them, all and right. that's done for the Neon uh, Kabuni uh, episodes. So, so yeah, they just Rooster Teeth's been looking at uh, Unreal Engine for their projects. I mean, Unreal Engine is extremely popular. I mean, a lot of people are using Unreal Engine. And Unreal Engine 5 is going to be the norm going forward, I think, for the next generation. I yes. think there's going to be a lot of people on Unreal Engine 5. The, the new demo just came out, and it looked absolutely incredible. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of PlayStation people going, oh, you can't run Unreal Engine 5 on an Xbox. This is all being done on a PS5. And then they've done the new engine, they did the new demo on the Xbox Series X, and it looks incredible. So that kind of yes. shut them up. <laughs> um, but not only that, uh, Xbox Series X has got it's got much stronger graphical powers. It does. It, yet on paper, it is a much better system. I mean, I don't want to get fanboys, but it's true. Uh, does, Sorry, the PlayStation Five does have faster internal storage speeds and the USB as well. But on the subject on that, bear in mind that any games made with it, they could get like loads of gigabytes. It could reach up to 100 gigabytes if they're not too careful about yeah. using the models and textures because with the Unreal Engine 5, it takes control of all the models and textures and even like building new ones. So. I think the developers would have to be extra careful to not step up a notch and end up really having big games unless Microsoft do decide to have expansion cards that goes beyond like one terabyte and something that is really cheap. Otherwise, you're just going to end up with one or two games for the console, which the system doesn't allow external storage for their Series X. Right. Xbox One games. No, I, yeah, I mean you, they do have the external stick memory, like the the like the really expensive one, but normal USB ones don't work. Yeah. It, yes. They haven't they haven't added the new fe the feature to add that onto the uh, PS Five yet. They, they have expansions, but you can't add them in. So that is weird to me that they haven't let them do that. But yes. It is mm. storage is a, it is an issue with this generation for sure. Um, I'm hoping that they're going to try and figure that out as soon as it gets cheaper to buy an external stick like the uh, the new the SSD drive. I'm totally buying one, but I'm not paying two hundred quid for one terabyte. That's absurd. Oh, no. It's absurd. I'm no. not paying that kind of price for it. Um, would you like to hear my fourth prediction? Go ahead. So this is a big. This, this one's a bit crazy. So we're going to go into it. So. We're in the Nintendo Direct, and a Nintendo have just announced that either Game Pass or the Master Chief Collection are coming to Switch. And they're like, "This is how it, this is what it looks like 
running on Nintendo Switch. And then it shows the end of Halo 2. And it's, it's Master Chief in the with the bomb. Is that the end of Halo 2 or the, or the beginning of Halo 2? Oh, uh, they're in that special he has uh, a, spaceship. He that's has a bomb. Anyway. But yeah, the yeah. end of Halo... Well, he has a bomb and... Yeah, that's why he has that bomb and it just goes to Earth. Yeah. But but at the end, he goes in the spaceship for the compliment and heads back to Earth again. Yes, yeah, so it's the end of Halo 2 is what I want, what I'm referencing. So it's the end of Halo 2 and they're like going, Chief, what are you doing on that ship? And then it all goes to darkness and then he goes, finishing this fight. And then the Smash Ball, the Smash logo comes up on his visor, and Master Chief is in Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. <laughs> <laughs> All that filter just for that. Smash, Master Chief is coming to Smash Brothers. Yes. <laughs> and, and his alt skin is the Doom Slayer, because why not? <laughs> if we're dreaming, let's just go crazy with it. Yeah. <laughs> or they could like have Buck from uh, Halo Five as oh, alternative character. What was his name? Um, Nathan Fillion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Locke. Everyone loves Locke. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Uh, I would love that. Like finishing that this fight, and then the Smash logo just comes up on his visor. That'd be amazing. <laughs> That's all I mm. want. <laughs> <laughs> convoluted way of getting to that point but I, that's what I want the trailer to be <laughs> Do you also f- just imagine like playing Halo games on the go too yeah. I mean that's not very likely to happen Oh no. but it just depends if Microsoft and Nintendo have like got this like really strong relationship for many years and then finally decide to say okay Microsoft games on the Switch but it would be really great if Nintendo brought some of their franchises over to Xbox as well. Mario just Kart on the Xbox. Pokemon. Yeah, <laughs> oh, just yeah, imagine man. playing Pokemon on Ooh. Xbox Series X, complete with achievements, Ooh. plus some fancy graphics. Or the, what's it called? The new one, um, Arceus Legends. The yeah. new one that looks like Breath of the Wild. Could you, or just Breath of the Wild. Just That would be incredible on the, on the Xbox. I mean, I don't see any of that happening, but I would love that so much. Uh, I feel like Xbox is doing all the giving and, and Nintendo's just doing all the taking and then they're, they're not going to give anything back. <laughs> I think mean, the closest they're going to be is like, yeah, we'll put Master Chief in Smash. Why not? <laughs> Even though they've already got Banjo and Steve in uh, Smash. So it doesn't... Yes. The odds of it being... If, the odds of it happening are not very high. I'm, 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 but a guy could dream. Uh, I mean, this is an this is an Xbox podcast, not a Nintendo podcast. But who do you think is going to be in the new Smash DLC? Because they they've, they've only got two slots left, and they're about to announce it at E3. So who do you think the next character is going to be? Um, a little off topic, think, but you know, I have not pe- been thinking a lot about it. No, but I think they would definitely have. Bethesda games characters into it, like Ooh. Doom Slayer or that Dragonborn from Skyrim. I mean, the these could happen. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking, realistically, it's probably going to be Rillaboom from Pokemon, the Grass Griller, uh, or Ninja Gaiden, because that's a Nintendo thing. I think those are probably the most too likely. And then there's also Crash Bandicoot, Rayman, or... 
Dante. Those are like the ones that everyone thinks are going to happen. Mm. I hope in not Sora because I don't like Kingdom Hearts and I don't want Sora in Smash. I'm sorry, but no. I haven't even played the game, but I think it's just like uh, I I just don't really see the appeal of it. Like no. it's really interesting for like the original Square Enix characters to play with the Disney characters, but then it's just like it just kind of goes over the top and like tries to take it seriously as a huge universe but then it's just been toying with emotions and and even like exploring other disney franchises but yeah. i haven't actually played the games i have honest and i think the kingdom hearts games have left the game pass so i ah. didn't really get, get into this whole franchise to be yeah. honest i think i hear donald duck is the most powerful person in the universe which is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I'm not, I, don't, I can't remember where I heard that. It was like on a podcast I was listening to that they said that apparently Donald Duck is the most powerful. Uh, like he's like a, he's like the it, mage or something. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Could you imagine? Yeah, oh, I've never played. I've never played it as well. But, but the thing that gets me with Sora is that Smash fans—they're always like, "I don't want any more anime swordsman characters. No more anime swordsman. No more like constantly." And then. When Sora comes up, they're like, oh yeah, I love Sora though. But like, like he is the most anime of swordsmen. Like what like this is the thing you don't want. Why do I I don't understand? I don't understand. Well, it would have been better to have it would have been better if you have Donald Duck in it. Because one Donald when became a president for four years. Day <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Then when it comes to Donald and I was thinking, like, like, oh, maybe they would, like, have one of those Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in, or even a Goku for Dragon Ball C in it. Get Goku then, in. As it's been stated, that, that Nintendo or Hell Laboratory have specifically, specifically said that they would not be having non-video game characters into the game, so there's a bit of a downer. Yeah. That is a bit of a bummer. So... Yeah, they have said that they want only characters that originate in video games, but then they've broken their own rules multiple times. So, who knows at this like point? What? Like, uh, like, what? like people were saying, um, game. There has to be a character that's been on a game that's been on Nintendo. And Persona was that. Uh, you weren't gonna have third party play characters, and then you had Snake and you had Sonic, and they do that stuff all the time. Like they'll say one thing and then they'll uh, they'll break their rules. So I. I think it happens multiple times. So, I don't think I don't think Goku's coming. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just saying it wouldn't it wouldn't mm. surprise me that much at this point because there's not much that would surprise me with Smash to be honest. Uh, yeah, do you remember when they ran that poll for the DLC for the the Smash Brothers for Wii U and yeah. they had all those characters in? Yeah. Out of all these countries, they picked Bayonetta to be the most popular character all the possible video game characters because it's got other characters from possibly from license or non-video games yeah. that they couldn't even manage to get in they said but it was the most I'm feasible really cute. yeah that's right they said the so most feasible think... character they said the, the number one feasible character which means that is not stupid <laughs> basically <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 uh, I don't know why that was number one. I like Bayonetta, but yeah, I, I don't know what the last. I have a feeling the last character is going to be a massive anticlimax. It's just going to be like another Fire Emblem character or something. 
uh, to be honest. Well, speaking of which, what's happening with Bayonetta 3? They said they're in development with it, but it's been four years since they put out the yeah. teaser trailer. So Bayonetta 3. I wonder how Bayon- yeah, that's why I want Bayonetta I really want to see more Bayonetta 3 because I recently completed Bayonetta 2 on the Switch. Yeah. And yeah, it just really need to like... It's a really good action, action game. And something to wrap up the entire trilogy. That yeah. would be really interesting. I mean, there's that. There's Metroid Prime 4. There's Breath of the Wild 2. There's a lot of Nintendo games they've announced and not shown anything for. So, yeah. Mm. And then they had Shin Megami Tensei... Uh, there was a new streaming camera Tensei game they announced at the launch of the Switch and they've only just shown the trailer for like last year I think it was and then they, it's gone quiet mm. again so we might be getting that new streaming camera Tensei game at some point who knows do you have uh, mm. so do you have your final prediction ready yes. is it is it crazy Mine's... yes <laughs> oh good absolutely crazy love it let's go <laughs> Microsoft Office comes to Xbox <laughs> And it will come with achievements. <laughs> so, so you have like Microsoft Word, Excel, and present uh, PowerPoint, all as right. well as Microsoft OneNote. And all of them will come over to Xbox, which means you can type on documents with a keyboard to the Xbox Series X, earn achievements for writing words a day, or you can do a presentation through PowerPoint on the Xbox Series X. Or you can do your finance, uh, do your taxes on Excel on oh. Xbox Series X. One thousand games scored, then your taxes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought my I thought my last one was crazy, but that <laughs> that takes the cake. I like it. Why not? Why yeah. not? Let's let's let, let's do taxes and uh, why not? We got everything else on Xbox. It seems like a bit of a like, I'm just trying to picture myself typing a Word document using an Xbox controller. <laughs> oh my god. I just paint, it breaks my brain. I don't like it. <laughs> It'd be nice to have a notepad on there, though, because you like, it's like, oh, I've got to remember this game. I need to go back and download something or do an achievement on this so you can check your notes. That'd be kind of cool, having like a notepad on there. Uh, yeah, I think it's I think it's really interesting, though, if you think about it. Because <laughs> if you think about, like, Google Docs and everything like appearing on different platforms, especially your phone. Yeah. Microsoft, if they somehow like bring out, say, words on the Xbox, which you can type, because it would act as a really good thing where you can type your stories on a big screen. Yeah. Something the novelists might probably get, or even get Microsoft rewards points for writing 200 words a day. But then the possibilities right. are like bigger. Like, if they allowed Miro or OneNote and just have it on with a big screen, that yeah. would be a huge hit with developers because without having to go through all the wireless displays and everything, they just bring the Xbox over, have yeah. that OneNote stuff on the screen, and they can collaborate with all those people, especially online, so you can share all those notes and diagrams on it. Just imagine I, that. I mean... You could basically do xCloud, but like in reverse. Like you could put stuff on your phone and then put them up onto the TV. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I could see that. So instead of plugging in your Surface or moving a giant tower of, of PC, you could just send your Word documents to the Xbox and then put them up on the big screen. Now you've said it like that, that kind of, the achievements and stuff is where I think it's hilarious. But the if you like had a PowerPoint present, like as I, I, 
I, I work on Surface Pros where I work. Uh, if you had like a PowerPoint presentation, you could like message it to your Xbox or cloud put it to the cloud to the Xbox, and then you could play your PowerPoints through your big TV. I mean, that kind of makes sense in a weird, weird way. I could kind of see that happening. It stops people having to buy like projectors or like HDMI's to plug up an Xbox. Like he's like, oh, we'll just buy a Series X, uh, Series S for two hundred quid, and we'll use that to stream all our PowerPoint presentations. I could see that happening. Use it as like a like a as a as like a streaming box just to stream like PowerPoint present. That's so weird, but I can see it happening. <laughs> Bigger organisations like when it comes to modern places or something like that. Yeah, I think you may find that they moved from projectors over to like big HD TVs and everything. Yeah, like, all you have to do is like plug into the HDMI ports on the table. And you just feed the image over to that big TV over there. So, I think they're just like upgrading their technology, so it's just much easier to, to put the documents on. That but I think with the Xboxes, that's pretty much one way to get Microsoft involved. Plus, it could be really good for games development because not only they would use their Xboxes for presentations and everything, but they can also like build games to run on it and yeah. something. So it just becomes a, a wholly huge development console as well. It's so crazy. I can see it happening. Like that's, I, yeah. I, or like you'd be like, this is my slideshow showing how this Assassin's Creed game works. And it's like, now we're going to demonstrate by quick resuming from Assassin's Creed 2, this mission that I'm in the middle of doing. And they play the game for like two minutes. Then, go, then quick resume out of it, back to the PowerPoint and continue where, from where you left off. If like if we beat the university and stuff, we done games design. I can see this happening. This is like something I can see done in a like a classroom or like a presentation. It'd be a bit nuts, but uh, I can see it yeah, happening. I, think, I can see it I happening. Think Twitter, <laughs> yeah, if Microsoft Office comes on their Xbox, Twitter would literally explode. Hashtags everywhere, like calling this the worst idea. And thinking how utterly ridiculous it is to have a somehow a PC software that's meant for Windows ends up on the Xbox as well. Yeah. But then the, there will be a lot more reasons to find this so intriguing at the same time. I mean, since when you get ideas that are totally, utterly ridiculous at first, but then turns out to be really good. I mean, has this like you experienced any of that before? Uh, uh, yes, lots of times. Uh, there are a lot of games that have come out. They'll be like, "That sounds awful," and then you play it, and it's like amazing. But no, I can see it. I, I, I if like Xbox, like I keep thinking that they're trying to turn PCs more into Xboxes, but X, they, maybe they're trying to turn Xboxes more into PCs as well. Like I can see, like plug yeah. your Surface Pro into the Xbox, use it to stream stuff to the big. I. When you first said it, I thought it was a bit mad. But now I've now I've thought about it. I could see it happening. It'd be a weird thing to show. It. I feel like that's more of a GDC kind of thing. Could you imagine it's at E3? It's like, oh, we've shown you Halo. We've shown you Starfield. Now, Windows Word. <laughs> Microsoft Word. <laughs> this is our presentation. This is our live demo. Try the beta out. <laughs> Give us feedback. <laughs> Oh my god, that is a weird. That's that is not 
it was crazy when you first said it. You've you've sold me on it. It was I, first I thought that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. But now you've sold me on Thank it. You. You've totally sold me on it. I I, I, I can see it happening. Uh, well, trust me, I got an entrepreneur degree on Launchpad or Ex- uh, Is it the Bamboo University? Yeah, I got the entrepreneurship degree, and nice. I was told when I did one of those presentations that I know how to approach the product and bring my team across. Yeah, and that's the same kind of magic I brought over to you. I you can make me. things happen. <laughs> so now my final prediction didn't seem as mad. So, but I'm still going to go with it. Did you? Would good, you like to hear good, my final prediction? Good, good, good. So this is the final prediction, right? Kojima is bringing his game to Xbox. I mean, that is the rumors have been going around. The next Hideo Kojima game is coming to Xbox. Microsoft have gone into talks with Konami to buy their IPs or just to buy the studios in general because Xbox has money. I don't know if you knew that. Um, so they bought the the IPs and they have now got access to all the Konami IPs. First comes on, we have the reboot of Silent Hills, made by Hideo Kojima, brand new Silent Hills, and then finally, to end the show, we see Solid Snake, and he goes, kept you waiting, huh? And we have a brand new Metal Gear Solid, exclusive to Xbox. Metal Gear Solid 6? 7? The new one. The next Metal Gear Solid will be exclusive to Xbox and Silent Hill, I guess. I'm not super into Silent Hill, but I know some people would love that. So Silent Hills and Xbox and my Metal Gear Solid coming exclusive to the Xbox Series X uh, being made by Hideo Kojima, the original maker of Metal Gear Solid. And that is my so, last prediction. <laughs> so much of that. Where's Rocket Knight Adventures? Ah, uh, see, that, that'll, that'll be like the third game, but you need to get a new team for that. <laughs> just like how Climax has made, managed to build the new Walker Knight adventures known as Walker Knight and come out on an Xbox 360 but then oh it's just went silent after that yeah. but then there's Castlevania which is the game which Kojima had some involvement Oof, in and that's known as Lords of Shadow but I just wondered if there's more Castlevania stuff coming along the way but then yeah. that depends on whether Konami wants to spend their money wisely yeah. it depends yeah because konami are basically they don't want to make games anymore so they kind of shut shipping out their ip so i could almost see it happening i don't know if xbox would just buy konami outright or they would just purchase their ips i mean there's rumors that sony have been trying to get their ips uh hido kojima has been rumored to making a game for xbox i imagine it's going to be a new ip to be honest but i would love it so much if if microsoft just Empty their pockets and goes, we'll buy Metal Gear Solid for you. We'll bring it back. New Metal Gear Solid. Or finish your saga. Because, like, you never got to finish Metal Gear Solid, really. The final one, The Phantom Pain, he didn't quite finish it. He got uh-huh. ki- he got kicked out before the game was released. And it was, like, it was missing, like, the last three or four chapters of the story. But the story just ends on, the like, a cliffhanger. Um, mm-hmm. So, it would love, I would love... If Xbox bought Metal Gear Solid and he made a brand new Metal Gear Solid game, even if it was the last ever one, or like the last one made by Hideo Kojima, and it was just passed down to like maybe the coalition between Metal, between uh, Gears of War makes new uh, Metal Gear Solid games. Just anything with the word gear on it, uh, coalition can make. That that, that that's their new thing. <laughs> like the next, well, 
I would love that. I mean, I love Metal Gear Solid. It's one of my favorite franchises of all time, and the fact that he's dead that makes franchise. me cry. Yeah, I miss that franchise. You miss Metal Gear. But, oh, it's such a good series. It's amazing. It's weird, but it's but amazing. But the problem is that if you pass over Metal Gear Solid, when the Metal Gear Solid Five, when they had Kojima left and left to completely to Konami, they ended up making Metal Gear Survive. Yes, that's the issue. We don't we don't speak about Solid. <laughs> it was atrocious. Probably the worst. Well, it is the worst Metal Gear Solid game ever made. Uh, is is absolutely atrocious. So, get Hideo Kojima back. Buy Metal Gear Solid off Konami. Just let just buy the IP, or buy the rights to. It. I don't know how it works. Uh, yeah, because Konami don't want to make games anymore. But people still love Castlevania. They still love Metal Gear. They still love Silent Hill. So get those games. We need those games. I wouldn't. I mean, we know we're an Xbox podcast, but if if Sony bought Metal Gear Solid, I'd just be happy to see the game, to see the series is still alive. It's kind of sad to me that Konami's just kind of holding on to these IPs and just letting them die. It's just really sad. So I'm hoping that someone can get those IPs off them and we can make some some really great games. I'd be happy if just if Xbox just said we're making the new Metal Gear Solid, even if Hidokajima is not involved. To be honest, well, just we just need those games back. Well, just consider the possibility; they may even turn it around and make, set it into something completely different. But instead of the Warfield, you have a corporate businesses like sending out spies for espionage and sabotage, and it's all completely like fast food chains. And what <laughs> okay. you get. Metal Gear Shake with Solid Shake. Okay. He works as a ship manager who loves milkshakes, uh, but then decides to sabotage McDonald's and Burger King. I was wondering where you were going with that. <laughs> uh, I mean, we also want we also want Splinter Cell back, and that's more likely to happen because Ubisoft owns Splinter Cell. I didn't mention that at all during our predictions, but God, I want to spit this out back. I just want a good... I mean, we're getting Perfect Dark. That's pretty much Metal Gear Solid. That's the closest we're going to get from Xbox, I think. Perfect Dark is coming, and that's going to be a stealth game. Um, it's, yeah. not, it's Ubisoft like coming back with another conference. They got a, Yeah, they got Ubisoft Forward coming out. I think it's the day before Xbox. So they got... They do them like they they do like Ubisoft forwards now like the Nintendo Directs they do them like two or three times a year now. Yeah, I just wondered if Ubisoft, like, I, I don't know how more likely they will bring up a new Splinter Cell game it's not than likely. having to end up with the same presenter they have for many years and a running. Yeah, oh, what's the name? Uh, I can't remember her name now. Oh. I think it's I don't know is it Alicia or some sort. Yeah, um, yeah, I think so. But yeah. The the Ubisoft forward they've already said that it's gonna be Far Cry Six, um, Rainbow Six Quarantine, which they're renaming because of like what's been going on in the world, and uh, I think now and maybe the the new Division game. So we kind of know what's gonna be there. Maybe Beyond Good of Evil Two, but I doubt it. Um, yeah, Beyond I- Good and Evil Two, I think think we can see that happening even though they have this interesting platform where artists work together to bring more art assets for the game but it's gone quiet yeah it's just gone really quiet and i think they try to be ambitious or try to do something unique but i think they're just been messing around and thinking like 
oh, Beyond Good and Evil 2 is always going to be the most delayed game. Pretty it, close to Half-Life 3. Yeah, it's the new Half-Life 3 or Bayonetta 3 or Metal, uh, Metroid Prime 4. It's like it's it's one of those type of games. I don't. Uh, I hope we get to see at least one of those games this year. That would be brilliant. I would love that. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's all our predictions. Do you have any other predictions that you just want to throw out there? Because those are our five main ones. Well, I think I would throw in a small one that it's likely we may see Sonic content in Minecraft. Have Ooh. you seen the Sonic Colors alt? Uh, Direct, yes, yeah, Sonic. Direct. I, I I didn't see that though. I heard there's a new Sonic Colors coming now, or like a remake. Yeah, they also like announced a few animation projects and a few merchandise stuff, and they also mentioned the collaborations between a few of the Sega games with the Sonic stuff. But one like one second preview shows there's a Sonic sprite made of all the blocks in Minecraft, ah. and it's just something tells me that they're probably going to be Sonic related content coming to Minecraft. That wouldn't surprise so, me. I, yeah, that would be really interesting. Yeah, I mean Sonic, I mean the will Xbox buy Sega? That's the one I've been saying for years. It'd be typical, the one time I don't mention it is the time they bloody do it. Um, yeah, the small predictions I had was I think we're going to get a shadow drop of some kind, so something's going to be like and it's out right now! And I think it's either going to be this, this three things: either Halo Infinite beta, the the beta, or it's going to be Psychonauts two, or Flight Simulator. That one of those is going to come out during the presentation, if not two of them. I think that's like that's like kind of a boring prediction, hence why I didn't bring it up. But I think we will mm. see flight because Flight Simulator and Psychonauts two are supposed to be coming out soon very soon and they did say they're going to probably have a beta for the halo multiplayer and they want to try and maybe leave it out a bit before because it looks like it's coming out in november halo so maybe a bit before a couple of months before so they actually have time to implement some stuff and to actually take feedback because sometimes betas are literally just advertisements for the game and they release them like a week before the game comes out so what is even the point at that point you know what i mean mm. So like, yes, absolutely. Like Halo 3, they brought out the beta like six, seven months before the actual game came out, and pe- they actually had time to implement stuff. So I'm hoping that that's what they're going to do as well. Uh, but yeah, I think that's all our predictions, unless you have any other ones. Yeah, I think, I think I'm okay now. I think I said all the predictions that I would say, but then I think we've just like gone through uh, a bunch of predictions without having to mention about Nintendo and stuff like that. Yeah. But then I think it's just more to do like thinking about Xbox and there's Halo. But then there's also a thought about all those other franchises like Avowed and even like Forza motorsport games, those sort of yeah. things. I mean, the the rumor is, but for Forza, because I think in the go on, sorry. Yeah, I just think with like if you, I just think like. They should really start to bring out more games that are meant for Xbox Series X and take advantage of its ray tracing capabilities. Yeah. And even mentioning that those games will be coming to Xbox Game Pass. I think that's what they would be doing. But then I think it's just going to be a commonplace thing that they will end up like showing DJI trailers for these games and not show any gameplay during the presentations. Yeah. And that is a bit of a bothersome. 
Yeah, I mean, that is an issue that Xbox has. They do seem to just put CGI trailers out all the time. Even their gameplay demo for Assassin's Creed was a CGI trailer. Like, what the hell? Uh, I That is a worrisome thing. That I'm hoping they're actually going to show some actual gameplay. The issue we have, though, is when they show gameplay, you get the Craig meme. So it's like, you do, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't with Xbox. Um... I mean, the rumor is that we are going to get Forza Horizon 5 this year, and it's going to be in Mexico. So we might see that. I mean, that's the new Forza game that is being rumored. Mm. Um, Starfield's definitely going to be shown, because that's in the poster. It's at the bottom of the poster. Uh, but the rumor is that's coming out next year as well. So it's basically Halo's going to be the big 2021 game, and then most, most other stuff are going to be coming out next year. Apart from Forza's probably getting out this year. I don't is yeah i when, when playstation only has horizon zero dawn 2 coming out this year i feel like xbox are okay with just having halo and fight flight sim and psychonauts 2 and a couple of other smaller games but yeah i mean it's gonna be interesting we need to do that bingo card thing that you were saying and try and have a bingo card of all our predictions and put them up on their twitter and see what you guys see if we actually get anything right <laughs> yeah yeah, that's why, and I think there's definitely more games coming out like Overwatch Two and everything like that. But then I don't know how many surprises we would get. But I think they're probably like saving all the surprises which they were going to mention in 2020, but then decided to move over to 2021, and that's where we get all the surprises in. Yeah, I mean a lot. We know a lot of stuff that Xbox is making, so there's not much to surprise us. We know what most of the 23 studios are making games for, so. Yeah, mm. we might see what compul- compulsion games have. That's they've they've been quiet for a couple of years. The ones who made be happy few, uh, they've been quiet for a couple of years. Mm. So we might hear something from them. The rumors are Outer Worlds two, Forza Horizon five, uh, Starfield, maybe a Wolfenstein three. We might see Indiana mm. Jones, but that's supposed to be really early production. So there's a lot of stuff we could see. Um, I mean, we already know Starfield, so it's not really a new announcement. They announced it, like, two years ago. But we might get some new announcements. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess that's all our predictions. Yeah. Do, so this podcast has gone on a bit longer than we would have planned. We don't. We were aiming for an hour. I think we we're at the hour and a half mark now. But we, we will get to our finals. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but we will go to our finals. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to go to our final section of the show, which is our book club. Uh, so we did start the book club last episode in episode zero in the pilot. Um, you know, that is canon to the X, the X marks the spot uh, narrative. It's like the prequel that no one talks about, but it, it, we, we're in episode one now, but episode zero did happen. Uh, <laughs> we did decide to do uh, Skyrim as a book club, which is ironic because... Alice was like, I don't really want to play Skyrim. And I was like, I really want to play Skyrim. I barely played it. And Alice completely... You you, you 100%ed it, right? Yeah, that's why. <laughs> completely. I mean, I went into Skyrim and I thought, hmm, it, uh, meh. But there's the FPS boost. Yeah. And it's just gone to six frames per second. And I thought, this is exactly what I played as a PC version like about like 10 years ago. Yeah. It just completely feels like it. It's... And a special edition, which I've been playing the vanilla edition, but the special edition, they just 
improve the graphics somewhat. I didn't use mods for it because I don't have a Bethesda account, but yeah. I still enjoyed a lot of it. And I just went in, had a bit of a adventure, and just like dealing with the quest lines. And for the first time, like after a decade, I finally completed all the quest lines. I completed all the good ones, the dark ones like the Thief Skilled and those bits like that. And I've even beaten Dawnguard and even like got uh, I think it's the Dragonborn expansion. Wow. And I just ended up building the best armor with those enchantments and everything. And I feel I'm really at the top of the world. Uh, so and that's what I've been doing. Yeah. Doing a lot of quests and doing all those things. It's just like really amazing. It is. I even like built a house. <laughs> yeah. You got, did you get married and have kids and stuff in that game? I think you could do that, right? I adopted children. <laughs> you adopted children. But I reloaded. But I ended up like, like building one of those houses in, uh, from the, <coughs> I think it was, hot home, whatever this. Oh, I, I know what you mean. Yeah, Heartstone or so something. I built three houses. Yeah. Yeah. So I just built that house with lots of stuff in it, and like got a steward in it and a protect guardian in it and i also had a partner in that i'm married to oh. and then i just ended up like having uh like lots of items lots of enchantments and even like have lots of interesting spells so i just ended up like having a really huge story which i came up with some different endings wow and that's like I spent over 100 hours getting Jeez. all those achievements, but I still had one blast of the adventure. And it's almost sad to like see it all end because I already squeezed all that juice out of it. Yeah, you, you I need even a like went in and defeated the Ebony Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> you need a vowed like right now. You need a fable. <laughs> you need more. You need more. <laughs> you, you. Oh my God. Yeah. So it's like. It's almost the opposite to me then. I basically, I made my character, Urga, the Ogre, or the Orc, the Orc, uh, which is my D&D character for like the two or three times I've actually done D&D, which is the Orc. Basically, I he doesn't know what defense is. He's just all, all out attack all the time. He's a bit stupid. That was pretty much my character. Went in, did the first few dungeons, uh, got the... The, the the like the Dover King spell and all that stuff killed the first dragon, and then I stopped playing. <laughs> so I played it for like two or three hours. Uh, I enjoyed it, uh, but I kind of got I've like I've done this before. Like I enjoyed it, and I was having a couple of technical issues, so I just kind of stopped playing it in the end. But I, I love the like the fact yeah, that I was awesome. super. I love that I was super excited to play it, and then I didn't play it much, and you were like, I can't be bothered, and you. Completely devoured it. <laughs> completely. Yeah. So I played for like 100 hours. Yikes. I got some skills which I turned, uh, referred to them using legendary. I spam spells like using the special illusion trick to like reveal all the locations of those people and get them annoyed. And then I used telekinesis and traveled over long distances. Wow. So I got all the skills to 100, complete all the quests. And when I have nothing else better to do, I would just go over to white one and pickpocket all the clothes <laughs> off people so they can strip down to their underwear. <laughs> wow. 
Wow. That's, that's a, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say. So, I mean, I think that was a successful book club. Even, like, I, I would say. Would, would you say yeah, so? Yeah, I even took uh, photos of those. Yeah, I just <laughs> took photos of the last the shopkeeper with his bare chest hair. Wow. And there's white, white one guards <laughs> keeping nothing but their helmets and boots. <laughs> You'll have to send me the... I'll have to put them in the in the episode. <laughs> When I get to the editing part, uh, yeah, so good. Uh, yeah, I, I wish I played it more. I kind of want to go back and play it more now. Um, yeah, I, I'm hoping that you guys play along with us as well. Uh, we haven't had any comments or anything back for it, but if you guys enjoyed Skyrim, just let us know in the comments below if you did play it with us. Uh, we're gonna have a new book club next for next the next episode or the next few episodes. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to talk to talk about with Skyrim? We kind of got a bit over with the episode already, but if you want to talk a little bit more about Skyrim, that's cool. Considering you put hundred hours yeah. into it, <laughs> I feel bad making you yeah, all so right. much. <laughs> I mean, did you? Uh... But, but it was really worth it. Yeah. Are you winning? Yeah, it was really fun. Yeah. Sorry. I was just. Uh, I said, are you winning? <laughs> The, like the meme in it with the, well, the, the dad oh. walking in the room. Are you winning? <laughs> yes, I am, dad. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, yeah, just having lots of different successes and everything. I mean, I just top top sneak through with combat skills and been killing people and like trying to do more shots on a horse. I also like increase my blocking and armor skills by having to let mammoths pelting me down and heal every time oh, so man. and then i just end up equalizing and just keep on going and just try to get more levels and everything and then it just gets more crazy than that and just and then the, when i just get to the quests i just like plow through all of them just plowed through killing the targets and i think i've just gone so powerful in the game that i can just actually sneak and not get detected pretty easily <laughs> even like pickpocketing their armor oh. or even like try to like shoot massive arrow like bound bow and you yeah. get three hours and then you just kill everything but even so their dragons Damn. are like still a pain in the butt and has a potential to kill you so easily and that's without having some enchanted armor to go with it my goodness <laughs> so you basically become a god uh, like you're like bloody four or something just goddess. walking around oh yeah goddess sorry yeah you're like oh <laughs> captain marvel then <laughs> just go around destroy everything <laughs> just yeah. blast the whole oh, probably wonder woman with that oh wonder woman yeah. wonder woman with the sword and the bow oh, and probably the, the whip but there's yeah. no whips in skyrim <laughs> a shame that's a damn shame there's no whips in skyrim <laughs> Ah, see, that's what you need in Elder Scrolls 4. 100. <laughs> the next Elder Scrolls game, you need whips. Listen, <laughs> listen, Professor. Yeah. Oh, man. But that would be Indiana Jones, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Indiana Jones, next big game. Oh, I'm really looking forward to Indiana Jones. I hope it's an exclusive as well, but we will see about that. Um, the, the Uncharted killer, could you imagine? Like everyone is like yeah. saying is how similar it is to Indiana Jones and that's actually becomes the thing. God, that'd be amazing. Well what if the Indiana Jones game ends up being very similar to Doom? They just go around and like 
uh, killing not Nazis and everything. That would be amazing. Huge kills. That would be amazing. <laughs> just <laughs> or just whipping them. <laughs> just like, <"What?" laughs> Temple of Doom, the game. Oh, I'm like, I think it's gonna be third person. We love it if it was first, uh, but we'll see. Um, mm. Yeah, so I mean that's our book club, I guess. For for and that's mm-hmm. and that's the end of episode one of X marks the spot. The, the end of the first official episode. And you know, episode zero does exist, as I said, it is in our canon, but it's not official. We're gonna. <laughs> this is the first official episode. Um, so have we decided what our next book club is? Yes. Yes. So on the next, and it'll be known as, yeah, it'll be known as Man Eater, and we, you get to control as a shark across the water and causing a lot of mayhem. And you just get involved with law enforcement and get up to some a lot of huge shenanigans. It's available in Xbox Game Pass yeah. for free. And it takes about 10 hours to get all the achievements. And that's how one of my friends has achieved her first 1,000 gamer score Ooh. just by playing the game for like 10 hours. I, I've... But it is vividly fun. I played a little bit of it and I really enjoyed it, so I'm looking forward to going back into it and doing it properly for this uh, the book club. If you guys are playing along with us, uh, we'd love to hear your man eater experiences. If you if you want to play man eater, uh, we will probably be back for the reactions to E3. Like the we'll probably do an episode after E3 and uh, talk about what was actually shown. And see if our crazy predictions happened. We're going to see if Microsoft Word did come to the Xbox. And we will talk about it if it did. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you guys want to play along, uh, download Maneater. Let us know and leave them in the comments below what you thought of Maneater. Or tweet at me at Potato Chief on Twitter. Uh, we Thank you for listening. It's a bit longer than I had planned. But we, we had a fun episode today. And I really enjoyed the predictions. Uh... Is there anything else you want to say before we end the episode? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think, I think it's just like with E three coming up, and there's gonna be a lot of new stuff in it. But I think it's just like trying to do my best to play on. I mean, I played a lot more games this year than last year. Yeah. But I think with a flat and everything, I just I may end up like having to change things like, uh, say reading books and everything but then i think it's just i'm just uh, trying to do my best and not miss out on a lot of like xbox series x and its games and everything yeah i am the same way uh work, i work five days a week and it's boring and it, it makes me a bit i'm so tempted to buy a series s just to put it in my office so when i'm in work and my lunch break and stuff i can just i can just play a xbox games if i having to leave my office so i can just stay there that's, that's what I'm tempted to do. Or just get the uh, Series P, mm. which is totally coming out this year. But... <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I, I understand completely where you're coming from with that. Obviously, we are busy people. This is our part-time. This is just something we do for fun. It's not our jo- actual job. So, obviously, time permitting, we're hopefully going to be here next week with our reactions to E3. Obviously, if if we're busy, we can't do it, but hopefully we will. Uh, and yeah, if, if mm. and as I said, uh, Man Eater is our book club, which is basically we're gonna play it. If 
if you want to play along with us, leave comments below and talk about it. We will talk. If you leave a comment saying about how you thought about, like how you feel about Man Eater and if you enjoyed it, we will bounce it off and we'll, we'll uh, talk about it next week. We'll mention your comment. If you have any questions about our experiences with Man Eater, that's the same thing, you know. Leave a comment, tweet at us, and we will react to your comments, I guess, in the next episode. Uh, thank you guys for watching the first, or listening to the first official episode of Xbox to the Box. Hopefully going to do this more often. We're, we're running a small podcast. We both work full-time, so obviously if you could share it with your friends, tell your friends about it, tweet out, uh, tweet out to your friends, and show, show your grandmother and your sister and your... Uh, Auntie and your uh, your sec your cousin your cousin's boyfriend. I don't know. Just tell everyone about the podcast, and we'd really appreciate it because we're already small and we want to try and get bigger and more popular. And I would appreciate your time today if you made it to the end. Just leave a comment in the comment below saying you finished the episode, you completed it. Thousand gamer score. Let us know you've got the thousand gamer score from listening to this podcast. I we would appreciate that. And. Thank you for listening. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we go? Yeah, so nothing at all. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so follow, keep following us on YouTube and Twitter. And until next time, too sweet. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the X Marks the Box podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Potato Chief or on YouTube at Potato Chief, or follow us on all podcast services. Thank you for listening.